0: today on the Scott Thompson show on 900 CHML uh andrew como has announced his plans to resign uh the governor of new york state uh following pressure uh from many to step aside after the allegations of uh inappropriate uh inappropriate behavior let's bring in reggie cicchini washington producer correspondent with global news he's with us now reggie thanks for the time i hope you're doing well good afternoon How big a deal is this in the United States? Uh, Is it about a Me Too moment, or is it about uh, the left and the right?
1: Uh, I mean, look, this is a big deal in New York politics. This is a big deal in national politics, uh, and that is because you had people like the President of the United States and the Senate Majority Leader, who is from New York, actively calling on the Governor of New York to step down amid that damning report from the Attorney General. This is... Uh, not just kind of uh, a generic piece of politics that impacts just one part uh, of the country. This really was something that was on a national scale, uh, and it was something that Democrats were trying to say to their base in that, look, when something goes wrong in our party, we want to make sure that our party deals with it. The writing was on the wall in front of Governor Cuomo. He saw it, and he accepted it
0: um uh, he tried to i I must admit when i first saw i didn't watch the entire press conference live i saw it later but uh when i was watching portions of it live i i I, at the beginning i got the impression that he wasn't going to step down and then all of a sudden boom uh the boomerang came around using the angle that he was from a different generation or the you know he's used to hugging people and kissing people and such how did that fly in the u.s
1: well, I mean, look, it, it was only about a week and a half ago that uh, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio had slammed those comments from the governor that uh, this generational divide or this age gap that exists between him and younger members of his administration or the general public uh, is hogwash, uh, with de Blasio saying inappropriate contract, uh, contact and behavior wasn't accepted 100 years ago, it wasn't accepted 50 years ago, and it's still not accepted now. But you're right, when Cuomo was speaking yesterday, he was still defiant in uh in any of the accusations against him and you're right it almost didn't feel like he was going to step down his legal team had come out for about an hour beforehand making this big pitch about how he's been painted as the victim and how this is a political ambush against him and then it flipped around and he resigned but he resigned in defiance while also trying to ensure that his legacy remains intact
0: so does that leave the door open for him for future politics or or whatever what is the future for andrew como
1: Well, I mean, look, American politics uh, is kind of a fickle and interesting thing. You can be accused of wrongdoing and find yourself back at the forefront of politics, depending on how the wind turns. Uh, Because there is an impeachment process that's underway in New York at the Assembly right now, if they manage to be able to speed that through, over the next two weeks before he resigned. And we know an impeachment can happen in just a matter of days. It happened uh, with Donald Trump right after the insurrection. An impeachment against Governor Cuomo would shut the door on him running for state politics going forward. If the impeachment goes away uh, and if he does step aside and they decide that they don't want to go forward with an expensive and long and kind of time-consuming uh, political matter here, That would allow for the door to remain open, uh, and then it would be up to the Democratic Party to figure out whether or not that is the person that they would want on the ticket running at the top level uh, of New York. That's something to wait and see. Impeachment is the only thing that would stop it.
0: What does this do uh, to the relationship between the the obviously divisive Republicans and Democrats? uh, More fuel for the fire? Can you throw stones in a glass house? How is this uh, from a partisan standpoint?
1: Well, I mean, look, Republicans uh, were quick to try and go after Democrats by saying, look, you know, these allegations have been been made about uh, uh, the behavior of Governor Cuomo. You need to jump on it as quickly as you jumped on someone, say Donald Trump, uh, in the moments before he became president. But Democrats did move quickly on this. Uh, They they tend to try and take a a more moral high ground uh, in the party, and they try to push people aside if there's kind of uh, an accusation uh, of wrongdoing. It doesn't happen all the time, but they try to do that, unlike Republicans who will steadfastly stand by somebody uh, no matter what the allegations are, whether it's against Donald Trump or whether it's against someone like Matt Gates. They oftentimes uh, remain in position. Uh, Republicans, however, uh, it's going to be a difficult climb for them in New York if they do want to try and do something like topple a Democratic leader uh, with Kathy Hochul now taking uh, the realms the, the lieutenant governor. And that's only because Republicans really have had a hard time in New York. The brand has been tarnished by Donald Trump. They've really kind of struggled over the last four years to gain any kind of prominence in the state. Nonetheless, it's still going to become a heated uh, uh, attempt for Republicans to try and get some control next year.
0: Uh, What about uh, Cuomo's replacement, the first female governor of New York state? How significant is this?
1: Well, this is is a big deal. There are some people out there saying, how has it taken until 2021 for some states to be in a position of saying that they have never had a female uh, leader uh, at at the top levels uh, of their government? Uh, This is a big deal for uh, for New York to be able to have Kathy Hochul. She's somebody who understands state level government. She understands federal government. She was in the uh, House of Representatives for a couple of years uh, before she ran uh, for lieutenant governor. Uh, So this is a it's it's a big moment. It's kind of a pinnacle in in New York government. We'll have to see how she uh, you know how she's able to kind of spin uh the narrative away from the kind of negative that's hanging over the new york assembly right now and how she carries that baton especially uh with the covid crisis kind of going out of control in new york again their numbers are up in and around 90 percent uh she'll be making her first speech to uh kind of the broader public within the next 15 minutes or so so it's kind of a it's, it's a wait and see to see how this is going to kind of carry on the next few steps
0: All right, uh, Reggie, can't let you go, and I don't think that there's much being said down there, but obviously up here, uh, the two Michaels, especially Michael uh, Spaber, who was uh, just sentenced to 11 years uh, yesterday. Is this making any headlines down there?
1: No, it's actually making no news at all, and in fact, uh, the White House press briefing. Uh, wrapped up about 20 minutes ago and it wasn't even put forth you know i put a question into the the pooler to try and see if there'd be any comment from the white house there was nothing i reached out to the white house uh, itself got no response back it's not making any kind of news here it's worth pointing out president biden and prime minister Trudeau did talk about the situation between the two uh, with the two michaels when they held a bilateral call last week there were no other details on that uh the president has said that humans do not need to be bargaining chips. He said that earlier this year. So we know that there was a concerted conversation to try and make something happen. Even former President Trump had told Justin Trudeau several years ago uh, that he had spoken uh, with the Chinese president to try and get this matter resolved. Obviously, that hasn't happened yet. But given just the fact that there is so much news happening in the United States, that is a headline, well, a big deal in Canada, a big deal for Canada-China relations. It is not on the radar of Americans.
0: Reggie Giacchini with us, Washington producer and correspondent for Global News. Make sure you're watching tonight. Reggie, as always, thanks for the time and insight. Much appreciated. Thank you. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. It's 900 CHML. I'm Scott Thompson. Willers come back at the station, uh, putting, uh, keeping us between the pipes. I'm trying to answer as many emails as I can here. I'm getting a ton on this vaccine thing. And again, I'm a vaccine supporter. I've been vaccinated. I think everybody should do it. Um, However, (laughs) uh, it's not mandatory in Canada. And, uh, if you want to ask for proof of vaccine in your business or whatever, then you ask for it and they will show you the exact same thing that everyone is showing long term care or whoever is asked for proof of vaccination. Um, so uh, again, uh, I agree with everything, sa- whatever, with what everybody's saying and the need to get everybody vaccinated, but I'm not sure how another vaccine passport is going to make life better for you. I have had no difficulty showing my proof. Uh, That's on my phone. With the code from the pharmacy or clinic or doctor where you got it and the email that follows it up. So I'm not sure why we need this. Let's bring in Alyssa Freeman, uh, PR pop culture expert. We'll talk about that. And of course, uh, more on Como as he is uh, asked to or asked to and then eventually steps aside. Alyssa, thanks for the time. I hope you're doing well. Let's start with a Como. Um, um, he, the excuse of, uh, you know, I'm just a huggy, lovey guy. Where does this stand? How do you see this case?
2: well the way I see it is that he's stepping aside but that doesn't if he's cleared of all the charges that will not preclude him from actually running against God so Mario Cuomo is a smart and savvy guy and allegedly a little bit lecherous when it comes to female staff so and, and why is that is that because of white male privilege is that because he's got the thickest skin ever I don't know but I watched his statement in which he was resigning, and he was, did he look remorseful? No. Was I he... didn't even know he
0: was resigning till the very end.
2: Yeah, that's true. I watched it in context with the article that I had read on the New York Times. But, you know, was he very matter-of-fact? Yes. Did it look like he was giving it in the same tone as he would be giving a regular COVID New York State update? Yes. Um, it's very interesting coming from his side, and I think that the narrative that he's using is a very interesting one, and probably a smart one on his behalf, is that I don't want to be a distraction. We need to get back to governing. Hmm. So, you know, the Me Too movement really was in its heyday, uh, especially with Harvey Weinstein the, and throughout the Bill Cosby trial. But here's what Cuomo and his team are probably thinking about, that, you know, Cosby was overturned on a, you know, his, his, trial was over, well, his sentence was overturned on a technicality. And, you know, when women do complain and they do come forward, the, uh, you know, the defense will uh, basically uh, poke holes in all their testimonies. And it's really, really difficult for women when they do come forward. So I I guess that, you know, my point of all this is that, you know, I have a daughter and she's going to be graduating next year and she's going to be entering the workforce, Scott. And do I think that she's going to run into this? Yes. Do I think that she would have any more recourse than I would have had 30 years ago? Probably not.
0: What does this do for the Me Too movement?
2: You know, the Me Too movement right now is on thin ice because, uh, basically because of the Bill Cosby case. And... You know, some people look at, and i talk talked to people who've been following this, and Americans who are following this, and they look at Cuomo, and they say, yeah, but he's such a good governor. Like, would New York State have been able to get through the pandemic without him? And that's what they say. Now, if you're an insider and you had to work with Cuomo, well, there's all sorts of people saying nasty things about him. But then again, you know, I guess you won't go into every workplace and, and say that, you know, nasty things about your boss. I wasn't there it's just all you know what I'm reading so I think that this right now is a is a vocal minority and vocal minorities can have a lot of power but I think they have a lot of power in the short term but when it comes to grinding it out the me too movement has not always been able to to stay up to scrutiny I guess which is too bad which is too bad because you know as a woman we've come um we've come a little bit I won't say we've come so I won't say so far We've come more than when we were 30 years ago Mm -hmm. to a point where women now are seriously thinking that, yeah, I'm going to come forward and, and talk about these things and, you know, not just endure them. I think that that's great. But I think when the rubber hits the road, the Me Too movement doesn't necessarily yet have all its teeth.
0: All right. I hate to do this uh, on such a short notice, but I got to get your comment on the uh, rant that's going on about vaccine passports. I'm all for vaccine. I'm all for all of that. But uh, again, I think this is Uh, redundance. I'm not sure uh, who's having a problem proving whether they've been vaccinated or not. I had one business person said, well, it makes it easier for me to check. Well, again, stores, what have you, who's not letting people in as we're up over 80 percent with the first dose?
2: You know, Scott, I think that when, and and you know I work in the healthcare field, a lot of my clients are, are healthcare organizations, and quite quite honestly, when we're talking about a variant that spreads like wildfire, and listen, all you need to do is look over to other countries, look over at Israel, they were really top of their, their, their vaccines, and now that they're seeing uh, a resurgence and thinking about doing boosters to those 60 and over and with compromise. I
0: get all that, Alyssa, but why a provincial passport is needed?
2: I think that I don't ever think that the government is going to uh, mandate a passport, Scott. I think it's going to be up to individual businesses, um, and the private sector who's going to mandate it. And I think that anybody can go ahead and say, yeah, yeah, I'm vaccinated and they're not. And I think that I, I personally do not have a problem with the passport. Um, it do is because that I have a sense of mistrust that people are saying they're vaccinated when they're not. Yep, I am.
0: What about just having like again I tried to get into my mum's long term care I forgot my uh my a piece of paper, but I had it all on my phone along with the DR code and the email from the pharmacy clinic or doctor where I was vaccinated. So that got me into long-term care where all the deaths have occurred, most of them. What's different now? Again, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying, but I'm not sure why we need another provincial passport uh, in order to add to what we already have. I can certainly see it federally with travel and such, but I, I don't see the need to have, you know, 10 or 12 different passports across the country.
2: My guess at some point, Scott, is that they'll all be consolidated. I think that right now people are afraid. Yeah. And I think that the fear is valid. Um, you know, I, and I think that, yeah, you're. But, but let me just take your example. You walked into your long-term care home for your mom. You had to show her this. You had to show them that. You had to show them this. And it was like, I have all those emails and all those things, too. But wouldn't it be great if it was just all in one place? Actually,
0: it was, Alyssa. It was just, I I just showed the picture of the form that I took the picture of. So it was just one thing. Now, if they wanted the email, I could have had that for them or whatever. But again, that worked to get me into long term care. Uh, I agree with everything you're saying. I'm just not sure what that extra document will do. I think this is uh really just a distraction a political distraction as some people want this mandatory and I get that discussion too, but it's not in Canada at this point.
2: Yeah, but but Scott, healthcare is not federally mandated. Healthcare. I know, I know that,
0: but that, but that does not. Again, to me, that's another excuse. It still does not show the need for a provincial vaccine passport. I think they should work out the provincial federal thing. I think you know, Health Canada is digitizing okay, well, our health think records. That's
2: going to happen. Like, let me interject. Well, here. of course,
0: it's not? Of course, that's not that's course it's not. Happen. Happen. So of course it's not so going to happen. Of
2: course it's not going to happen. But but, and but if it's. thing too, Scott, is that you know, and I understand you're going to talk about there should be something for when you know you travel, but you know, we have to think beyond our own backyard. And you also have to think about what's going on in in different parts of the world. So at some point, there will be something that maybe will be very consolidated and comparable, just like a passport is. Everybody has a regular travel passport. Yeah, the, the front cover is different depending on the country you come from, but the documentation side is the same. So Again, I, you
0: know, I agree that. with you. I agree with you there hundred percent, and I think that's a viable thing. But if the feds can't do it, then why the heck do we think the provinces can? At the end of the day, I don't know. I, I just think it's redundant. But but no, I get I what I you're saying.
2: We've seen it all the way along, Scott. How
0: yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, honestly, you know, even the Canadian medical. So why? So then, why do we
0: want more? This, if we've seen it all along, be why are we asking for more? Either. All right.
2: You know, there's so many things that should have been federally mandated, but the feds go, uh-uh, you know, wash my hands. This is provincial jurisdiction. Do as you do, and yeah, is that politically motivated? Does that sort of take something off of their pile of things to do during the day? Yeah, probably it does. But you know what? What the basic you know best case scenario, Scott, is that you get you know federal, provincial, municipal cooperation during all these things where everybody is talking from on the same page and everybody is aligned. Wouldn't that be refreshing?
0: Yeah, I hear you.
2: To get from A to Z with this thing, because of the lines that are drawn. So, for example, look at virtual care. Virtual care, everybody, they, I can't do it, you can't do it, there's no yeah. virtual care. We get a pandemic and, oh, snap fingers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, I Alyssa, really i got to let you go. Care. We're plumb out of time now, man. We're talking. I'm talking way too much. Bad. Alyssa <laughs> Freeman, PR and pop culture expert. <laughs> Alyssa, as always, love having you on. We'll have you on longer next time. Thanks so much. Okay, bye. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to three on 900 CHML.